As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Welcome to The Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malvro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of thesaintsnation.com, Kevin Held of Hakeem Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Besides the Saints winning, the most important thing to us is making the jokes. I think I might have IBS. <laughs> there were fewer stories for me to write about team behind the scenes. Now with Rob Ryan, that potential has returned because he's essentially Jeremy Shockey at 50. It's very George Costanza-ish. Oh, it is. I didn't say he had a house in the Hamptons. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, Andrew, I'll just be completely honest and say that the, the, the version one of this podcast was completely fucked on technical issues, and we're doing it again. No Kevin Held because uh, he's working and has uh, issue, wrestling issues that he needs to take care of. He's got wrestling practice. He does. Actually, he doesn't He doesn't just have wrestling. He does, like, wrestling practice, and he, like, is the announcer. I don't know exactly how that works. I'm, I haven't it's, seen any YouTube videos. His mom dropped him off with some Dunkaroos <laughs> and some Sunny D. <laughs> Andrew uh and his lunchables. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh the Saints against Kansas City, the linebackers looked so atrocious in awesome. coverage. Uh, um is it time to panic? And if it's time to panic, what's the solution? Um well, we well, I I can rehash basically what we talked about yesterday. Um, so I guess I guess we'll feel like we're doing a lot of repeating ourselves. But um, you know what we discussed on the deleted podcast from yesterday, um, or, or, or the rehearsal. or yeah, our never recorded podcast. Um, the I, I the the core of the issue for me is at what point did the Saints ditch? this core that they have of aging players that aren't performing anymore. I'm talking about Jabari Greer. I'm talking about Roman Harper. I'm talking about Will Smith. I'm talking about Jonathan Vilma. At some point they've got to cut bait and say, you know what? We're going with young talent, sink or swim. Cause they've got some fast explosive athletes. Um, and then we saw that in the game. We saw that in uh, Glenn. I'm blanking on Foster. his name. Glenn Foster. We saw that in Brock Jay Atkins. Richards. Yep, we saw that in Jay Richardson. We saw that. I mean, Vaccaro is obviously part of that nucleus of young players. Um, so at some point, I want to see that. But for me, the linebacking core, the, the, the really poor performance from just that position specifically um, really started and ended with Will Smith. Um, you know, seeing him run in the flat trying to cover Jamal Charles was was a farce. I mean, it was an absolute farce. And um, what I told you was that, you know, when when you switch to a 3-4, the benefit of the 3-4 is you're supposed to have more speed and more edge 
uh, blitzing ability. And I just don't feel like Will Smith really brings anything to the table as an outside linebacker other than being able to absorb a second-level block against the run. Um, I, I feel like that's the only thing he brings to the table. Anything else um, in terms of a duty of an outside linebacker, whether it be rushing from from the edge, which was never – I mean, he was a decent edge rusher, but you know he was also very strong, and he, he, had, he had good moves and good technique. So he had different ways of getting to the quarterback. It wasn't just speed like a Dwight Freeney. Um, so – you know, so I don't really feel like he brings great edge pressure. I, he he brings zero coverage, <laughs> and so I, I just again, I mean now now we've seen it in practice, um, and I just feel like again I, I leave I'm, I'm left really questioning the decision to move him there and whether he can cut it. Dave, will he cut it or will he be cut? Well, both. <laughs> it, Dave, well, that's the, that's my question. It, and therefore, he will cut it. Is Dave, is Dave, is Will Smith going to be on this roster? Yeah, probably. I, I think it'll probably be, you know, because of nepotism or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think there's a lot of older guys um, or even young guys maybe that, uh, no, I, I won't say aren't deserving, but but specifically with Will Smith, I, I think that, um, you know, it's kind of like you always say, Ralph, he's got like naked photos of Rob <laughs> Ryan's wife or something like that. And that's what's keeping him on the team. Uh, I think it's like going to be one of those situations where I don't know whether it's just because he was with the team for so long or he stuck through them with Bounty Gate or what it's going to be. But I really, unfortunately, I just don't see them getting rid of, of Will Smith. I see them holding on to him for better or for worse. And I think that, um, unfortunately, I foresee fans in the future, Saints fans in the future this season, complaining about uh, how Will Smith is bringing this defense down uh, and how he's starting or getting um, playing time over maybe some younger guys that maybe deserve a little bit more of a chance. Is yeah. it is it is it totally conspiracy theory or crazy of me to think that there's at least the potential that Will Smith keeping his starting job on his defense is somehow tied to what he knows about Bounty Gate or the level of loyalty and commitment that the Saints and Will Smith have given to each other? I don't I don't know if it would necessarily be the fact that Will Smith has information that the organization or the Saints or Peyton um, doesn't want to get out. I don't know if it's necessarily a keep me or I'm going to talk situation. But I could potentially see it being a situation where, you know, the Saints went through all this turmoil. They went through some hard times last year. And I could see it more of just being a situation of the organization and the coaching staff rewarding guys like Will Smith or guys that were on the team before, just rewarding them for keeping their mouths shut during the time and during the period and sticking with the team. And Yeah, I think and, that's mostly what I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily they have information that they that that uh, could potentially be damaging to the organization and uh, and they're holding it over their heads. Again, I just think it's a situation where maybe the Saints are in a position where they want to reward some of those guys. And I, I would say Jonathan Vilma, of course, would definitely be in the same boat. I mean, he led the charge as far as the players were concerned and all those lawsuits and uh, and all that kind of stuff. He never backed down. He always proclaimed his innocence and the team's innocence and cried foul against Goodell and all that kind of stuff. So uh, 
I, it wouldn't surprise me in the least if Sean Payton and the organization were going to say, you know what, you're not the best player, uh, you're not the best linebacker, but uh, you know we remember what you did for us, and uh, we're just going to stick it out with you this year, for better or for worse, and uh, you're welcome. Which unfortunately <laughs> stinks, but uh, I could certainly see that being the case. Well, I mean, I, mean I, I, I feel like there's a decent chance that's what's happening. Yeah, well, I, I do too. I do I too. I feel like I understand the whole be loyal and keep them, but that doesn't mean they have to depend on them. It's one thing to say. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're going to be loyal to Jonathan right. Tillman. That's true. And we're going to keep him on the roster. We're going to be loyal to Will Smith. Will Smith, you're going to be the you're going to be the fourth string defensive end. <laughs> and, and Roman Harper, you're going to be the the backup safety. I, I can get that because you can argue that you can argue that. Eh, they're worthy of being on an NFL roster for sure and keep them for death. You've reduced their salaries. That's one thing. But to depend on them and say, Will Smith, we're going to depend on you to win games. We're going to depend on you, Jonathan Vilma. We're going to depend on you, Roman Harbor. That's a whole different thing entirely. I mean, if the, coaches just, are, if the coaches are saying that, then I have to question their abilities as coaches because I don't think this team should be depending on Jonathan Vilma or should be depending on Will Smith or should be depending on Roman Harper. They're certainly worthy of being on the roster and being on the team and contributing. Uh, but if the Saints defense are depending on either of those three, they're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah, they're going to be in <laughs> trouble and they're putting their, the coaches would be putting their own jobs at risk at that point. I agree with you, but the, again, my, my main question is, is, we know Will Smith can't cover. I mean, Andrew, when we were talking, he you, slimmed down. What are you talking about? <laughs> we talked. I said, I. What are you going to do is get skinny, and all of a sudden you become twenty times faster. You didn't yeah, know that. I didn't know that. I, but I, I mean, Will Smith, he is terrible. But I've seen Martez Wilson. He can't even line up on on sides, Andrew. You know, he can't, but I, I, at this point, I would rather him line up off sides four times a game and deal with giving a team, basically handing a team 20 yards with the added benefit of him actually being able to run with someone because Will Smith is, based on screen plays alone or, or, or passes out in the flat, you know, in a safety valve release. Um, with him one-on-one with the running back is going to cost the team. It may cost the team more than 20 yards in one play. (laughs) 
But I mean, what's the, are they going to are they going to make a move? Can they make a move? Is there anything available? I mean, what's the what's... Well, there's nothing available. There's nothing available right now. I mean, you can wait till um final cuts and hope that, you know, guys like, well, we've already been talking about Meacham as a receiver and and maybe you keep an eye on that situation and see if he becomes available and um so, you know, a veteran like that that's that's obviously plays on the defensive side of the ball, you hope for um the right guy that's the right fit. Um, you know, a trade is not out of the question too. I mean, remember the Super Bowl year, they were able to pick up Hollis Thomas and, and, uh, Scott Shanley via trade. So, um, you know, that, that keep your eye open for a team that's maybe overloaded with a certain position where they can afford to let a good player go. You give them a seventh round pick and, uh, maybe pick up a decent player. Uh, Dave, the Saints, Breaking news, they have not signed a veteran has-been receiver today. Um, oh, give it time, Ralph. There's still uh, a few hours left in the day. Indeed, there is. Um, so what does that say? I'm they, sure some they, schmo is walking around on the street somewhere <laughs> just waiting to get picked up and stick with this team for three years. They <laughs> – the receivers, the young receivers, Nick Toon looked pretty good. We'll argue about if Kenny Stills looked good or promising or not, but he was awful. He was awful. So does that mean they're not? They're Dave. Are they not happy? They must not be happy with what they have a receiver because anytime they can find one that's not room temperature, they're signing them. <laughs> I, I really, to be honest with you, I really don't know what it is because I certainly don't think that they need to be signing these veteran wide receivers. Andrew and I disagree on. Kenny Stills, and I don't think Kenny Stills is great. I just I just think that Kenny Stills has a lot of potential, and I think that the team is kind of high, pretty high on Stills. I'm basing that on the amount of touches they gave him early in the game against the Chiefs on Friday, um, and I'm basing that on what I saw. Um, he's certainly unpolished. He's certainly a little raw, but I think if he can uh, hammer out all those uh, little kinks and uh, can clean a lot of Lot, some things up, I think uh, Kenny Stills could be a great uh, receiver. But yeah, I mean they've got Kenny Stills, Preston Parker, Nick Toon, Andy Tanner. Uh, they have Creighton. all these. Yeah, they have. Yeah, no, not Patrick. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean Preston. they have all these young guys in addition to Colston, Lance Moore. Um, I guess, I guess that's Stevie it. Stevie B. As, Stevie B. Yeah. Yeah. No, Stevie B. Does not fit into that category. But I mean, I feel like all and even Roby. Roby certainly can make the team, especially with what he contributes on special teams. But I mean, I just don't see how the Saints think that Creighton or uh, Breston are 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 really going to help this team much. I feel like uh, it's going to have to be the young guys and. You know, I, I was holding on to Devery this offseason, as you guys all know. I wanted them to keep Devery. Of course, now I think that's coming back to bite them in the ass because I think they would probably take Devery at this point. But um, so I was living in the past and holding on to Devery this offseason, and they got rid of him. So I just feel like if that's what you're going to do and you're going to get rid of, you know, your uh, your older veterans and, and move in, in, in the direction of the young guys, then you, know, you might as well do it full force and, and just – just put all your eggs in the young guy's basket. Um, and, and the other side of it is the other argument I make is if we're really going to be signing veteran guys, let's sign veteran guys at, at positions of more need, like <laughs> offensive tackle or you know linebacker potentially. I mean, quit wasting time with receivers that aren't going to make the team that don't really help out much. I mean, at the very least, maybe there's some 
old-ass washed-up offensive tackle who could provide a little bit more depth where it's needed as opposed to uh, the wide receiver position. That's my feeling on it. Andrew, before we to finish up with wide receivers, Kenny Stills, pick one of these options. Is Kenny Stills going to make the team? Is he going to get a mystery injury and be on IR, or is he going to be on the practice squad? Uh, I don't think there's any chance that the Saints cut him and risk putting him out on waivers with hopes that he clears so they can add him to the practice squad. I don't think I, uh, I, I think there's zero chance they, they take that risk. And, yeah, like Dave said, uh, there, there's a strong chance he doesn't clear waivers and someone else picks him up. So um, I, I think it's the odds are squarely between on IR, shelved for the season, quote-unquote redshirt year with a mysterious injury, or B, he makes a, makes the team. And I'm kind of leaning towards B at this point. I, I think he, he's he's – I agree with Dave. I, by the way, I think you know he definitely showed potential. He showed the ability to get behind the defense. He has elite speed, and uh, the Saints don't have that anymore with Joe Morgan hurt. So they need somebody to fill that role. So if he can even come close to cutting it, I think his his raw potential is enough to. At this point, they're desperate for a speedy receiver, and he he makes a team. So I think his odds are good, um, but. Uh, you know, I, I like the Breston signing. I really do, because even if he doesn't make the team, that means that these young guys have stepped up and they've earned it. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, if we're, we're rolling with the two obvious players, plus Preston Parker, plus Andy Tanner and Stills or Nick Toon, um, you know, any of those guys, then that means they earned it. And I feel good about that. Um, on the flip side, if Breston's a great receiver if he's healthy. And uh, if, if, he's, if he steps up and he looks really good in these last three games then I feel fine cutting a guy like Preston Parker um, because I feel like if Preston gives the team the best option at receiver, then he should be on it. Yeah, Dave, you, you tweeted a lot at the game about Zach Streif helping out Armstead at tackle, giving him tips, and it was really interesting. Um, how worried are you? It was cute. It, it, was, it was touching. It was touching. It was tu- it was touching. It was like Armstead was a baby deer and Streep was feeding him. Oh my God! Stop. <laughs> um, how cons- how concerned are you with the situation at left tackle? Uh, you know, I, I mean, as f- if everybody stays healthy, they should be okay. I mean, I'm okay with Charles Brown, and I'm certainly okay with Zach Streep on the right side. Um, you've got are, a problem. Are we, are we comfortable saying that's pretty set? I mean, those are yeah, sure. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Jason Smith, uh, Jason Smith, will probably not even make the team, and if he does, it's because there's just zero depth, which was uh, where I was going with this whole thing. And Teron Armstead, uh, I certainly think uh, he's he'll be great for the future, but I, I I think the scouting reports were right on him, and he's probably just a little raw to be just throwing out there in year one and asking him to protect Drew Brees's blind side um so but I, I yes andrew definitely i think we're set with charles brown at left and zach streif at right um and if all that stays the same and nobody gets injured then i think they're in okay position they're not going to be the greatest starting offensive tackle pair in the history of the league or even this season but uh certainly good enough uh, to get the job done but i think the only i think the issue becomes if one of those guys gets injured there's really uh not much to fall back on and uh, and, and Charles Brown has a history of that. Of course, of course. So as it's, it's, does Zach Streif. 
Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a legitimate concern that we should all be worried about as Saints fans, and um, and I think if that happens, uh, you know, they're going to have to call an audible, pun intended, um, for the season. And you know, like Andrew said yesterday in our unrecorded podcast, uh, <laughs> you know, they're probably going to have to go to two tight end sets, a lot of two tight end looks and, uh, a lot of chipping from, uh, running backs and that kind of stuff, which then limits your play calling and, and your ability to, 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 to run certain plays. So, uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Uh, the saints were cash strapped this off season. They couldn't go out and just do whatever they wanted to do. Um, and uh, I think they're a little thin at offensive tackle. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm... Go ahead, Andrew. Uh, I didn't say anything. No, I was going to say, in my mind, I can't see how Charles Brown is going to be the left tackle for the Saints in, 20... Brown. in 2014. Because, Andrew, Johnny either Brown. A, he starts all 16 games and plays reasonably well, and some team does something stupid like the Bears did with Bushrod. So he leaves, or he gets injured and and plays poorly, and the Saints kick him to the curb. So I just don't see a scenario in which the Saints are like, yeah, we're bringing Charles Brown back for 2014. Oh, they love Armstead. I I really think they're. I agree. I I think they're grooming him to be the left tackle, and in, uh, in 2014. And look, this this gives him a year to get ready. Hopefully, he doesn't get thrown into the fire, and 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 he's not ready. But um, hopefully this gives him a year to get ready, and uh, by the time next season comes around, he's ready. Um, if they don't feel like he's ready, then you know they may have to draft another guy for more competition there. Uh, maybe even spend a first-round pick on that position. And they do—they do have all their picks next year, so that's nice. Um, let's talk about some fun. Some po- we talked about the wide receivers, and, and Tune was looking good. But I want to talk about a positive that I took from. Friday's game, and I'll start on the offense. I thought Watson looked really, really good in his limited action. Um, Except for going off sides on that one. Eh, that's all right. I know. Is there is there is there any reason, Dave, to think that my scenario of Ben Watson being spectacular with Jimmy Graham is not going to come to fruition? Can we make that that it's, it's a lock after seeing him like run four plays? Uh, I don't know about a lot, but uh, it's damn well looking pretty good. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I just read something today about Drew Brees, and you know he's impressed with Ben Watson. He's better than Drew thought, and every day he's uh, you know doing something new and and impressing uh, Drew. So um, I, I you know it's I think he's a great guy to have as a number two tight end. I, I think they're in good shape. I'm certainly excited about this. We talked about that. Yeah. Months ago, this off season, and, and originally I said, eh, uh, you know, I, I don't really, uh, I don't really see what the big deal is. And of course, Andrew was singing his praises. Andrew's the president of that fan club. Andrew was practically jumping, jumping right. out of his chair when they right. signed Watson. Right. And and uh, as a man who will admit when he's wrong, I, I I would say right now it's looking like Andrew was right, and uh, I was definitely wrong. Um, 
So we'll see. Of, of course, again, this is. Can we get through the season before you start singing my praises? Please? <laughs> no. We like Andrew, just shut up and take it now, okay? Because it could all <laughs> blow up in your face in about two weeks. That's, uh, I have a feeling. <laughs> um, you know, it's football. Injuries happen, so of course, the injury an injury could could fuck everything up. But uh, but uh, all things being equal, and if he's healthy, and and him and Jimmy Graham both stay healthy. Uh, since Aaron Hernandez is in jail and Gronkowski is injured, they could potentially be the best uh, tight end duo in the league. Andrew, if 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 I said to you, here's a hundred dollars, go to Vegas and wager on the tight end combination in the NFL that's going to catch the most balls. Don't blow it like Jim Henderson. Don't blow mm-hmm. it like Jim Henderson. And I said, you you can either put a hundred dollars on Ben Watson and Jimmy Graham. Or you can have the rest of the NFL. Oh, uh, it's, Any... not, it's not even a question. First of all, Jimmy Graham's going to catch over 80 balls by himself. And I really think uh, Ben Watson's going to be an interesting uh, fantasy proposition this year because um, they're going to run a lot of two tight end sets by the goal line. And people are going to be paying a lot of attention to Jimmy Graham. And that's going to open up a ton of opportunities for Ben Watson. And we are we already kind of saw Breeze, you know, on a couple of third down plays, look Watson's way, um, where, you know, first guy covered, second guy double teamed, finds Watson one-on-one coverage with the linebacker. Watson is a great athlete, and he's got a great frame, and he is he can catch the ball really well. I mean, he's a receiving tight end. So um, you put him out against a, a linebacker on an island, and – you know, fortunately for the Saints, with Lance Moore and Colston and Sproles and Jimmy Graham, there's enough weapons there that defenses have to pay attention to. Watson is going to get an insane amount of opportunity in this offense. And, I mean, he, he's been consistently a very solid playmaker for the Cleveland Browns. I mean, if you look at his statistics, he catches a lot of balls every year. Um, now, I don't know if he'll catch and as many balls. that's shitty quarterbacks throwing to him. Which, exactly. And I don't think... I don't. I, I maybe he won't have as many catches this year, but I think he'll have more big plays. Um, and I, he's he's kind of a fantasy sleeper. I mean, I know Jimmy Graham's the the target, but I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Watson had six, seven touchdowns this year. It would not surprise me in the, in the least. Watson can be your the guy that you if you have a, a if you have an injury at tight end in fantasy and. You don't have Jimmy Graham, obviously, and you need to roll the and your 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 main guy is injured, and you need to roll the dice every week. Graham is your guy that said you say fuck. I'm 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 rolling the dice with him because he's likely to catch two passes for two touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I I really feel like he's the kind of player in this offense that could have a stat line of three three catches, twenty four yards, two touchdowns in a game. All right, before we get to what the outlook for the uh, Saints Raiders game is, Dave, I want to touch on Jerry Romig announced his retirement today uh, from the Saints uh, announcing at the Superdome. He's been doing it since 69. I think the only person that did it that wasn't Jerry Romig was Buddy D the first year. Um, your thoughts on this, because you've been going to Saints games for a, a long time. How does this affect? How does this affect the uh, sort of the fan experience? Is it going to be is it going to be weird not hearing Jerry Romig? Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm assuming something maybe is wrong with his health 
It is. Um, he he he, he fell. He's in his eighties, right? He's in his eighties, and he fell. He fell walking to his car after the LSU Alabama national championship game and injured Ooh. his back pretty bad. Oh yeah, I mean because I thought it was peculiar that he would decide to retire just in the middle of the preseason. Of the preseason, yeah. Um, I got to admit, I mean. Shit, it was weird enough at this first preseason game when they stopped playing stand-up and get crunk. Uh, so to not have Romig's voice over first the PA, yeah, I mean he's got he's got a Thanks. lot of yeah he's got a lot of um, a lot of calls that are just totally intertwined with with the game day experience. You know his touchdown, I, Colston. Colston. I mean, he's always got that one. He's got the first down and then he's got the uh, Drew Brees quarterbacking the saints. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's got, uh, he's got quite a few. And, um, I, th- I, I think know I read his son is replacing him, right? His son, yeah. His not- son, Mark, I believe is replacing him. And I know nothing about Mark. I don't know what his voice sounds like. Um, I'm sure Mark will do a good job, but he's just not going to sound exactly like his father. Well, it's and in the bloodlines, baby. It is in the bloodlines. So, I mean, that's good. I, I believe Mark was the one that probably helped him spot uh, players and, and get names and numbers correct uh, while he was doing the games. But uh, it's it's upsetting. It's definitely upsetting, obviously. I mean, I haven't been around since 1969 when he first started, but uh, he's been there the entire time I've ever been in the Superdome. Uh, so it's... Um, it's certainly disappointing, and uh, I wish him the best. His his family, uh, his his one of his daughters uh, is a good customer of mine at the store, and uh, and I know her, and uh, you know their family's fairly prominent in New Orleans. So of course, uh, I wish him all the best. Yeah, Andrew, your thoughts? I mean, I just think for for a guy that's in his 80s, I've always been. I mean, he's been. He's been in the announcer my entire life. I mean, I started going to games when I was six, and he was the announcer. And uh, he was the announcer when my dad was a kid. So, I mean, he's. I don't, yeah. I, I think he's been the announcer the entire history of the Saints, right? At least in the Superdome. He's in '69, so it's been, like the first three okay. years he wasn't. So he, but the so rest he was of it doing. He was. So he was doing Tulane Stadium games and whatnot. Yes. So. He's missed one game. I read today. He's missed no, no, one he missed half. One, no. One, yeah, he, no, he missed one quarter one because quarter. he left early to go to uh, a family member was not feeling well or was dying or something like that. One quarter. I, and, yeah. and, you know, for, for being 80, he was still sharp. I mean, I, I seriously, uh, in all my years of going to games, and I've gone to at least two games every season for the last, uh, I don't know, 15 years. Um, I mean, he's literally, I, I, can, I can count maybe on one hand the times I've recognized him mispronounce a name or get the yardage wrong or, or have just some glaring mistake. I mean, for a guy in his 80s, he was pretty sharp. I mean, he, he made a lot less mistakes than the guys do on TV. No, and the, here's the thing, and this is going to make me sound like an old fart fuddy-duddy, but I don't give a shit. Um, all these old announcers – I love them because they announce either Jerry Romick did it. He didn't announce. He was the game announcer for the Superdome. But baseball announcers like Vin Scully and Milo Hamilton retired for the Astros. He was in his 80s. I love the way they announced the game in that they felt like they didn't have to scream and yell and go crazy. And Jim Henderson is like that too. He'll get very excited, but it doesn't turn into just this ranting screaming raving lunatic even like when carney missed the extra point in jacksonville you know 
the memory is not Jim Henderson go, screaming. How could it's, you do that? Yeah, it's just like subtle and nice. And I think that's as these older guys retire, we lose that. And I think it's it's I think it's bad because the the young announcers suck. I'm just gonna <laughs> say it. And if his son is a yeller and a screamer, um. It won't be as good. Now, you can't – obviously, you know, I don't think he'll copy his dad and do the exact same things, but I hope he's not like – I mean, I've been – I don't know about you guys, but I've been to other NFL stadiums, and their in-game announcers are not not as, oh, not as terrible good ones, yeah. and not as original as Roaming was. And I think – So, think... so Roaming's last game is Friday. Is that yep. correct? That's, That's it. it. Yep. All right, so the first game for the Sun, we'll, we'll all three be there for the Falcons. So looking forward, looking forward to that. We'll give him a full report. Maybe I'll grade him with players. <laughs> grade him? I think you should. I think you should. I think you should. Can, can, I think you should, and you should keep. You should grade him all year long. <laughs> Done. We'll have a, a, an approval poll. I like that. Um. All right, let's get. This game, it's the second preseason game, so the the, uh, the starters will play a little more and that sort of thing. So, Dave, what are you looking for? And also, what do you think Rob Ryan will do? Do you think Rob Ryan is going to break out some of this exotic, crazy blitzes that we've been hearing about? How do you think the second game, the defense will look from the first game? And I'm not talking about will they play better, will they play worse, but will they look different in that they might not be as vanilla? No, I, I would expect them to still be vanilla. I, you know, this is the preseason. We're not going to go balls to the wall until it uh, until it actually counts. And we're certainly they're certainly not going to give away uh, any of the good stuff un- until it counts. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'll personally, more importantly, I'm going to be looking at special teams because that's the area that, uh, as a whole, needed the most improvement. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah that is- I, I mean, special teams. Uh, oh, God. They were, the, the special teams were, were were secretly atrocious, Andrew, and you pointed this out in your grades. They were secretly atrocious like the last five weeks, weren't they, last year? And it kind of got mm, slid up, slid by us a little because the defense was so, you know, dumpster fire-ish. Yeah, no, it, it, the special team, I mean, I don't need to bring up David Wilson and the Giants. I mean, that, that, <laughs> oh, God, that I, 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 I present that as exhibit A of the dumpster fire that is special teams coverage for the Saints right now. Um, in fact, you'll remember that um, Morstead had the greatest net average in NFL history until he, he completely blew that up in the uh, in the last game of the season with a couple poor punts and... Uh, he outkicked his coverage, and you know there were just horrible coverage on at least one or two plays. So, um, but yeah, special teams, like Dave said, is a big concern. Um, you know, I think for our peace of mind, I mean, the Raiders have Matt Flynn at quarterback. They have McFadden, who's never lived up to the hype, and an offense that I generally view as piss poor. So. Um, I mean, for all of our sanities and, and just for, for for us to at least have hope going into the season, I would love for the starting defense, if they're going to play two full quarters, I'm not even going to say that I want them to hold them to no touchdowns or I want I want two turnovers. I mean, I'm not even going to throw anything out like that. I just want one drive that makes me feel good about how they performed. You know, if it's a three and out or if it's, you know, hey – 
one of the players is is getting a ton of pressure, getting in Matt yeah. Flynn's face and forcing a poor throw, and they get off the field. I, mean, I just want to see something because right now we're on the heels of the worst defense in NFL history, and what we got out of our first-string defense right on the heels of that in the first game was Alex Smith and the Kansas City Chiefs offense going 80 yards in 14 plays, slowly bleeding that defense to death. So, I mean, if I'm Rob Ryan, no, I agree with Dave. He's not throwing exotic blitzes and anything, but I would love to just see a couple solid drives where they get off the field because um, I, I'm feeling pretty uneasy about the starting yeah, defense. And Alex Smith, he looked it looked really, really easy for Kansas City. That's what disturbed me the most. It would have been one thing if he would have made a couple of, you know, if the Saints would have got him in third and long a couple of times and he would have stuck a bunch of throws. You'd be like, well, maybe. But he just looked at ease back there. He was like, left, right, dump it off here, dump it I mean, off there. It looked I mean, like he was playing the Boise State defense. It did. Um and it, it, you know, this this team, to me, the one thing I want to see, guys, is I, I want to see somebody generate a pass rush so I so I can trick myself the last two weeks into believing that it's not going to be atrocious. I don't you care. Mean, you mean of the starters? Because the pass rush after the, the drive was actually decent. The start, I, either, either, Andrew, I want to either see somebody from the starters or I want to see a continuation of what the backups did. Last week, so then I can talk myself into maybe we should play him again, play that guy with the starters, and the pass rush will be better. I it's, want. To I mean, be- I, I'm going to throw one name out there. I'm I'm starting to really like Ty- Tyron Walker um, because he he was the player of the game for me def- on the defensive side of the ball against Kansas City. I mean, just continually getting in the in the face of the quarterback, and he was playing multiple positions. He was playing end and nose, and um, he he was doing well wherever he was put. And this is the second consecutive year in preseason that he's torn it up. I mean, last year he was, I thought, the best player on defense of the backups um, in preseason. So I'm really starting to like this guy, and I would love to see him on the field more. All right, that sounds like a uh, a good note to end it, of course. Andrew, you wrote a special song for Held, but we'll have to hold that off for next week because he's not here. Uh, (laughs) And. I actually post. I posted it on my uh, blog. So if you're if you're dying to hear it, it's it's weird, it's creepy, and it's not that good. But um, if if you're curious about um, Kevin's intro song and what I put together for him, you can go on my blog. And I check would it out. say I would say if you if you were looking to do a low budget 1980s action movie, I would say contact Andrew. He might be able to be cut a deal uh, to do the, to do the soundtrack for you. Yeah, I mean, if my real job thing doesn't work out, maybe I have a future in parody songs. All right, on that note, Dave, um, people go to Canal Street Chronicle. Dave, you've got the game thread. you got the rookie rundown, which I really like. Um, is there anything else special that you have before the Raiders game that people need? Uh, tomorrow we'll have another uh, film uh, study breakdown from uh, Uptown Murph, and uh, that'll be good. Those are always good. He's focusing on Martez Wilson. Uh, we'll be, of course, continuing our top 25 Saints players. And, um, Ever? No, no, no. Just <laughs> this season? Two, yeah. Um, okay. And um, I don't know if I, I'm going to also let everybody know how they can sign up for a CSC Fantasy Football League with Yahoo, which we'll be doing again this year. And um, I may also – I don't know if I'm going to write a post about it or not, but I'm – me at my store, I'm uh, starting to sell uh, 
I'm going to become an official retailer of the Drew Brees apparel line. Ooh. So I'm going to have like Drew Brees, all of his nine nine brand shirts and stuff like so that. So he'll start mentioning you. He'll start mentioning you on Twitter. I mean, I he, he, might, he may very well start doing that, yeah, because that's the only thing he tweets about is ways to make money. <laughs> uh, but I was joking on earlier, and I said, you know, now that I sell his his stuff, does that? It's kind of like we're business partners, so we're we're pretty much like best buds right now. Exactly. I mean, me, me and Drew. So. so. Go you to be con- clamoring for a Jimmy John's lifetime card. <laughs> you should, which is right down the block, of course, from my store, and I think about to open up like this week. Uh, they are getting super close uh, to having the whole s- restaurant ready, so I think they're going to be opening up this week or next week. And uh, I'm nice. of course always going to support my local delis on Maple Street, like Favori and Adam Street Deli, and all that kind of stuff. But I you're, do. You're going to support do, your local uh, national chain. But I do enjoy me uh, a Vito sandwich from uh, from Jimmy John's every now and then. Yeah, I think they're building a Jimmy John's by me. I think it's coming. Yeah, but from yours something. isn't going to be owned by Trip. No, it won't be. It won't be. So go to Canal Street Chronicles. Go to the Saints Nation. Read Andrew Juge's stuff. Uh, for the MIA, Kevin Held. Sorry that the dog ate the podcast yesterday, Kevin. Uh, but so long, people. Until next week.